Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey there, Paisani. It's the dog days of summer. But summer plus Italy equals media set Italia. Experience an Italian entertainment getaway on DirecTV. With all the newest drama, variety, news, and entertainment from Mediaset Italia. Now you can get Mediaset Italia and four more Italian channels with the Italian Direct Package from DirecTV. And enjoy all things Italia. Get Mediaset Italia a la carte for $10 a month plus taxes or Italian Direct Package for $20 a month plus taxes. Call 877-778-4794 today. That's 877-778-4794. World Direct a la carte service requires activation of a qualifying base package. Hardware is available separately. Additional fees and restrictions apply. And new customer offers require an equipment lease and credit approval. Other conditions apply. Call 1-877-778-4794 or visit att.com for full details. Now, enjoy the show. You're born an Italian If you want your life to be great See that you're born an Italiano And your life will be great From the moment you're a small bambino You eat pizza, you drink vino Then they make you roly-poly you get stuffed with ravioli. If your mama's a paisano, you will have the world on a plate. So see that you're born an Italiano and your life will be great. Welcome back, everybody. And this is not just another episode. This is the 100th episode. Episode. It's okay, Pat. You can talk now. Of the one and only, often imitated, never duplicated. Is it really imitated? Who imitates it? You got to blow my whole. My no, but whole I hear shit. this. I hear you this. You gave stuff. him permission. First, you tell me I can't speak, so I don't speak. Well, I think it's often imitated. If you're and talking then, about being and Italian, then I, then I talk, but I'm not allowed to talk. You know why it's imitation? Script what I can say. I should do and that. It's like with cue cards. It's like a mute button. Just the a mute button. Like just shut mute me button. I'll get one of those. But I never hear anything until like... That's I, true. We're imitated? Well, I mean, I, I think because this is the original Italian-American podcast... Is it, it really the original? I'm sure there's original. somebody else out there who swears that they had this idea. No, we were the first. We were that the I first. can attest to. I mean, it's called the Italian American mm-hmm. Podcast. You can't get much better than that. And and that speaks to why we're here today, because from 2015 to today, 100 episodes brings us here. And if you're joining us after a little bit of an absence, you might be thinking, what's the power hour crew what, what, doing we, together? Why would be an absence? I'm not. Now you're just pushing my button. No, I'm asking. I'm trying to... If I don't know, they don't know. Let's educate maybe, everybody. Maybe somebody I listened asked to the I, old days. I don't know. That's back. fine. Maybe the phone was broken. But the point no, is, I'm just curious. if you're that? hearing the Power Hour crew on the Italian-American podcast, and if you didn't listen to the 99th episode, 
where Dolores and Anthony spent some time explaining the changes, let us introduce for you the idea that from here on in, the Italian American Podcast and the Italian American Power Hour are part of an all-new entity, the original Italian American Podcast, the one and only. From now on, you're going to have all five of us in and out every episode, and you have a lot of exciting stuff coming your way. So today, we have four of the five of us together. Uh, I'm John Viola, I'm joined by Pat O'Boyle, Rosella Rago, Dolores Alfieri Taranto, and we are here to celebrate the 100th episode of this amazing project that has given so much to all of us, so much to the Italian American community, and I know I'm proud to be a part of it. I'm just happy to be together today, guys. Amen. It's exciting. Woohoo. And we should say um, that Anthony, unfortunately, is not here with us today. His grandpa passed away yesterday, so we're sending our condolences out to Anthony and his family and our prayers, and we're, we're thinking about all of you. Of course, sorry that he isn't here today. He was a World War II vet. I saw via Facebook. Anthony's grandpa? Yeah. yeah. And there's less and less. Amen. Yeah. You know, that's an entire generation that we're losing. It's amazing that we're here for the 100th episode. I mean, it's, you know, we, we planned this romping, spectacular of a show, right? This idea of, uh, what do we call it, Chen? Centesimo episodio. <laughs> and uh, the truth of the matter is to have such, uh, such, such really tragic news on a day like today, but... I mean, it's Anthony and his hunt for family history right. and his passion for his grandparents, his love for his grandparents, that's at the root of even starting this thing. Know. Sure. I mean, you know what? It's, yeah. it's almost, I, I didn't think about that till now, but it's very, there's no coincidence. Poignant. No. Like poignant. poignant. And it's kind of funny that the day Anthony was able to go back and find where his grandfather's father was born in Controna, in Salerno, and that started the book and that, that got the whole ball rolling. And now at this milestone moment, like one chapter closes on the, on the circle of life and another, you know. Yeah. You know, we are a family. It sounds cheesy to say it out there on the air, but uh, we all, we're all very close and we all send our condolences and love to Anthony and his family. And now we have a patron saint looking over the next hundred episodes and the hundred after that. So Amen. that's, uh, we're dedicating the show to Anthony's family and his grandfather, Nick, and uh, we hope you guys enjoy it. How do you transition from I that? I know, on that somber note. It is a somber note. There's no question about that. But it's the building bricks of who we are as a people. Because, you know, when, when Anthony's grandfather was born, there was somebody who died. Right. You know? Yeah. And that, that just goes back and back. But there, there's something. The, the, the DNA is passed on, yeah. but the cultural DNA is passed on. Yeah. So really, the, the cultural DNA is probably even much more important than the molecular DNA. That's so true. So yeah. he's a lie. I mean, in, in one sense, his earthly presence is God, but this is a fruit of that man. It really? Is. Yeah. I mean, you know, it really is. It's amazing. Fruit. And could his, could could Anthony's grandfather's father have imagined when he was leaving Cotrone to come to the United States? I mean, I, I'm imagining it's the days even before radio. Yeah. Could you have imagined what that sacrifice would blossom into because of this program? And, you know, it's, it's funny, it's appropriate, because, it, like, when Dolores and I sat down and said, how do we, how do we do this 100th episode? How do we, how do we celebrate everything that's come before? My initial thought was, the show has changed everybody so much, I think. Our lives have changed during the course of it. Um, 
I mean, gosh, when, when you guys started the show, you weren't married, you were in D.C., yeah. now you're married. When we brought the Power Hour part onto the show, bro, you weren't even engaged yet? Or you... There was no hope. There was, <laughs> there, was, there was a bleak glimmer of someone and something, but, you know, I was, yes, there, yeah. I was not married. No. And now you are married, Mrs. Pesci, and, yes. you know, I think about that a lot, and, like, life changes, the projects change. I mean, when I came home from D.C., I was having, I mean, you were my first call, Pat, right? We talked about... What am I going to do now? I just gave up my dream job. And then one day it dawned on me a couple months ago. I'm like, wait a minute. I think this is my dream job. I love this. And it's different than working at a, at a big organization with a lot of baggage and a lot of history and, and a big board of bosses. And right. this is something that kind of falls into your life, I think. You know, I don't think any of us thought we'd be doing this. Um, who could have understood the concept of this? Well, it's like when I started cooking with Nona, there was just there was no platform for that really. There was there was barely YouTube, and it yeah. was at the very beginning. But when what's nice about becoming a content creator is that you have so much control about the message you're putting out and what you get to talk about, and um, and I think it, it's always it's a good thing and it's a bad thing because it you don't have someone telling you what to do. This really has to, you have to be the driving force behind what you're doing and and in this case in the podcast so it's like it's really hard to all get together and organize five different schedules but we were doing it's it's a minimal problem though because the beauty of the collection of people that have come here and have participated in this whether they be the people who have spoken or the people who have listened because of the brick and mortar that's held us together is like i often say and i'm not blowing rosella sunshine because of the friendship i have for it's a great admiration for this epic work that you've done. You've documented the grandmothers, the Tang grandmothers that you've documented, the kind of, um, I don't want to say an end of an era, but I don't know how else to put it. It is the end of an era. It's the end of an era. And some kid, a hundred years from now, is not going to know them in the physical sense. But he'll get an idea of who they were by Cooking with Nona. Because Cooking with Nona puts them in the place that they are most comfortable, in the kitchen. That's their... That's the that's the uh, the canvas that they paint on, so it's like watching the Michelangelo's of our domestic culture at their best. And a, it's allowing us to carry on to the next generation who and what they are. B, I think that Rosella is affirming them that what they what they've given their whole lives to has had has had such value. Yeah. Because their their effort and their sacrifice and what they've created. Because I say all the time, they're artists. They're, they're artists. They're artists in the absolute best sense of the word. They never felt self-appreciation. They just thought they were housewives in, in house dresses in a, in a basement cooking. Where I'm going with this is I personally feel is the beauty of new media is this. Because if you take this like 30 or 40 years ago, if you wanted to do Cooking with Nona in the 80s, right, when there were three major networks, it would, it would have been an impossibility, mm-hmm. right? Maybe PBS, maybe possible you would have needed funding, you would have been limited. But now... These machines, right? I mean, I'm still blown away by the fact that you're taping on something that's basically the size of a pack of cigarettes, right? Yeah. So you're taping this program on, on something that, that's that small, and it enables us to do this and to have, and if we have the impact that I hope we have, or you've told me we had, this, this <laughs> small machine is making it happen. <laughs> and to think that Rosella has been able to really, you know, you, you've done what you've done, 
you've you've created the resources to make it happen. It really blows my mind. I mean, for all the negativity of living in 2019, there's so much positive stuff yeah. as well. And this is, I think, is a major part. Well, of it. there are so many people getting discovered just because they like have a have the ability to make a video with their phone. Yeah. And you know, the, they they take they take themselves for 30 seconds. They put it out into the world, and someone there there's something for everyone out there now. And there are more Italian Americans like us that are doing what we do. Um, by no means are we the only people, the only game in town doing that. But now we all find each other. Yeah. And now we all okay, can connect so. to like-minded people. And it's it's a great age to be Italian American. It's probably not the best age that we wish it was. It's not the the late eighties, the nineties, <laughs> and stuff where we were all like super proud and wearing horns. <laughs> But it is an age where we, I think we are all cognizant of the fact that if we don't do something and if we don't stay connected, it, it all slips away yeah. into just this vanilla culture. That I, I, just, I, disagree, I disagree with you totally. I don't think. No, but I'm going to. Shocking. Gonna, <laughs> no, no, but let's break this down. This is not a provocative, let's get Rosella riled up comment. You bring attention to the 80s and 90s. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's say let's take a let's take a span of time from 1988 to 1998 in like Bensonhurst. Mm -hmm. That's a small window, right? So I think we have people here who are listening from all over parts of the country. In in on, on 19th Avenue, that was a golden period or the end of a golden age. Because mm -hmm. I'm sure that there's somebody who was there in 1978 that says it was the best time. And if you hear their stories, they have compelling arguments of why they are. But there's a fluidity to this, and I think that. We brand things value based on what our own personal experience was. I don't think that there's less Italian pride today than there was then. I think that it just manifests itself differently. I don't, I'm not saying that there's less Italian pride today. I'm saying that there is Italian pride, but because of social media and social networking, yeah, no, I agree we, with you. it's so much easier yeah. to connect to people that are Italian. How many people moved... From yeah, I agree 100%. Yes. Into a suburb. Oh, so and you life, find yeah. no Italian people. That was my whole life. That, that's but a I think we had a, we had a, we had a positive in that sense yeah. because the people, if you take like 18, like, let's say Little Records and all those right. music stores that were on 18th Avenue. If you wanted to get that kind of stuff in 1989, you had to get in a car and go to Brooklyn or maybe uh, Arthur Avenue in the Bronx right. or Little Italy in Manhattan or there were maybe a handful of places in Jersey to get that stuff. So, 18th Avenue was like a YouTube, it was like a portal, right? Because yeah. that's where you wanted to find things. But I think that now, I think about this stuff a lot, and I think that because we don't see it on 18th Avenue anymore, our human reaction is, well, it's gone. Yeah. But I just think that we're not looking for it in the right places. Well, I think we've been freed from any physical constraints of this kind of stuff. Like, we always talk about brick and mortar, the neighborhoods, and it's appropriate that the membership group that supports a lot of what we do on this show is the new neighborhood because that's a concept we've all been talking about for a long time like the neighborhoods are not necessarily bound by certain streets anymore they are a digital place where everybody can be together and share these kind of things so this platform frees up the same conversations that people might have been having across the street in you know from their windows with one another or on the stoop on a summer night you can have it here in this digital realm and i think that that's Part of why, when I first met Dolores and Anthony, I was so taken by what they were starting because I realized this is the best venue to preserve 
not just the stories, not just the specifics, but even just the cadence of how we do these things. Like, if the microphone's sensitive enough, you're going to hear plates and you're going to hear cups because we're... Because we're always eating. We're, we always <laughs> eat. That's true. We are always I'm being eat. very careful Because right we want to eat. We want to eat. Yeah. Because that's what we do when we're together. We're at Dolores' Dolores house. makes very good eggs. Dolores yeah, makes a delicious very good. bruschetta with strawberries and tomatoes. She got it from Jada, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> and I apologize to Rosella when she walked in. It's sweet that she feels like she has to <laughs> I appreciate you don't. I have no... I have no... Um, no problem with Miss Delorentis. Uh, we don't know each other, but Jada, if you're out there, you good people. It's all right. And she also made this lovely, like, uh, egg bake. We like, call it a frittata, thing. like. Yeah, something yeah. like that. It's like a frittata, yeah. It's like yeah. a frittata. Something she had some very good, very fresh mozzarella from Uncle Giuseppe's. Uh, I made like a brunchy, you know, brunch. Yeah, you did a great job. I'm half fat. I'm Not only is Dolores. Uh, a woman of many talents, but she's a timeless Italian American, and that you come to her house, she's got stuff. I mean, we got coffee, cake, we got a, a beautiful hot cooked brunch. I feel like we're at the Ritz, but that's always how it is. But not only are you the hostess, but you know, you, you started this project. You and Anthony got together all those years ago, and you set us out on this path. And you had to know even then that this was going to be a whole new form of communication with our community. I mean, did you, did you get that? So it's funny because I think that like most great things, it's actually began rather innocuously where I was like, Oh, this will be a fun thing to do on the side. And I, I actually did not. And neither did Anthony. We, we did not anticipate it becoming so big and having such an impact on people. And then even more so just what it's done in our individual lives, which I've kind of mentioned before on the show, this crew, we didn't know each other before I started doing the show. No. We weren't all friends. And so that's another part of, I know that it's not something that the listeners maybe necessarily can share in, but I think in their own way as they meet each other, especially through the new neighborhood, and they meet us, and they meet the the authors we introduce them to, and, and all these other guests, and they're introduced to their world, you see how your world starts to get larger just from doing this project. And for me, that was definitely the case. So it's it's about like expanding the community for sure, but then even in our own lives, the doors it's opened and the people we've met, it's crazy. You know, I didn't pick up the phone and call Adriana Trigiani before I started doing this show. That's like an evolution yeah. of dedicating yourself to something that you really believe in and drawing like-minded people into your world. I bet you that's including part of you guys. I, I bet you that's one listeners. of the bigger surprises because it's one of the things that I've found really interesting in being around this since I got involved through NIAF and then coming on. You find that like when you reach out to the guest, people not only want to be a part of this are, are more than willing even if they're super busy. But you do become like a certified member of the tribe. Like you just you share those stories, you share the background, and and it's different than you know I interviewed somebody on a professional level, or I had an interaction, or we did an event together. This this bond when you get deep into it, and you know you go back last episode, the 99th episode, Dolores and Anthony went through some of the interviews that they've done and some of the highlights, and a lot of emotional conversations yeah. with people that are very much. Um, public personalities and right. to share that deep you know that's that's where it all sort of begins and that's the product I do think that was one of the big surprises 
for Anthony and I along the way was how much the guests we reached out to responded to like our call to talk about these things. It was as if everybody had been living their lives, even the guests who their main focus is in Italian-American work. Like Adriana, she writes so much about Italian-Americans. But then you get on this platform where, you know, you're interviewed all the time. People ask you all kinds of questions, but nobody asks you what Anthony and I are asking you. Yeah. And that seemed to kind of break people open the way asking somebody to tell you about their nonna. Yeah. Or their childhood. These things that are so dear to people and they're kind of locked in there and you don't talk about them all the time. And then when you get the opportunity to talk about it with people who understand and are like-minded and were raised in similar ways, it was just this, it was so easy to have these conversations with people. We would, we would tell people, we just need 30 minutes. And we never did 30 <laughs> minutes. People who, with really busy lives, would talk to us for an hour, an hour an and un- a half. There's an unexpected vulnerability to the idea, like, if you're a public person or a professional person, and you and you talk about your topic, after a while, you just become efficient at that. So you have, like, talking points, Absolutely. and you have stock stuff, because you want you know how to best get your point across, so you can it. You can't help but can it, even if you're passionate. But when you come on, and you're used to that in life, and somebody asks you about your, your family, or your roots, or your, your soul, that wall sort of falls down, and it is a little bit of a vulnerability, because you're like, holy mackerel, I'm on, mm-hmm. like, wobbly footing here emotionally, and you tie together so much through that. So I wanted to do something. I wanted to take a little trip down memory lane and just cue up the first show. You and Anthony introing what this is and uh, let the audience hear a little bit, uh, if, if they weren't there with us, a little bit of how this started. This is the Italian American Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping Italian Americans learn about their heritage. We will be talking to experts, authors, and everyday Italian-Americans on all things Italian from traditions, culture, food, genealogy, travel, and more. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano, and I have with me my co-host, Dolores Alfieri. And today's episode will be an introductory episode to let you kind of know what you can expect from this podcast. Dolores, how are you doing? I'm doing very well today, Anthony. How are you? Doing great, excited to get this podcast kicked off and just dive into the world of everything Italian-American. Oh my gosh, so am I. This is going to be so much fun. I mean, we've already had so much fun just preparing for it and the excitement around it between us and between people that have already heard about it is palpable. So it's going to be a great adventure. Absolutely. And that's exactly what it's going to be is an adventure. And we hope as a listener, you're going to come on the journey with us. Right. And we are going to try to uncover everything Italian American and get you involved in the show. We have different ways to do that. Mm-hmm. And this episode specifically, what we're going to do, it's going to be a shorter than you. So Dolores, what is it like to, to hear that from 2015? 99 episodes ago, here you and Anthony, the enthusiasm is palpable. I was just going to say I, that actually, um, we were actually more enthusiastic than maybe I remember. Maybe we had a little more of a sense that what we were doing was was something fresh and new and exciting. Um, maybe what I'm talking about when I say that we it was innocuous is just how many people we've reached and how many doors it's open. But we certainly knew that both of us wanted to preserve our values, our traditions, and our stories in some format that would last through the generations. 
and you've done it. I mean, this is the whole heart and soul of what we're doing, and I love the idea that this family's grown. Which of us was the first one to come on the show? You. Me. You, you, um, yeah, because we, we played your clip, actually, in our last episode, in the 99th episode, when we came to Nyack. So that was pretty early on. Nyack. Yeah, I don't remember the date off the top of my head, but it was earlier on. And then we, we revisited that. I, I chose a clip of uh, Anthony and I and you and Dr. Rosa, Dr. John Rosa, board member. So you met with that? That's how we met. That's how we met. And yeah. did Pat ever do his own episode? Not yeah. alone. But then, and then we did a, the Southern Italian History series with, with both Pat and John. Yeah. So let's, let's queue up, because now we're so close. We're on the phone every day. Yeah. But here's Dolores <laughs> asking me how to say my name. Manny. <laughs> <laughs> like a corn. <laughs> No money needed. So of course we're all, John Viola is also Viola. Am I pronouncing it or Viola? I go by anything. John Viola I sounds say, more. I'm John Viola when somebody wants to talk about Niaf, and I'm John Viola when somebody wants to talk about Niaf. So that's. <laughs> you never know. Okay. Really, so we're we're also here with John. I'll just call you John. That's easier. Yeah, Johnny V. Um, Johnny V. I love that. And I have actually, you know, we're. We've been at the podcast for a little bit now, and so we, we go and interview different people, and we meet different people, and I when people learn that we have a partnership with NIAF, of course your name often comes up, and we do hear again and again people saying that you are a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of started on that path, and I just, why, why is that? What it's amazing to think that we have come so far in such a short time to be so close to one another and to be able to recall these introductions is unbelievable to me. And so I came on, then we came on to talk about the South. Ro, did you come on the show individually? Yeah, before? I did. Yeah, you did. I, but I don't think I met Dolores and Anthony until the NIAF Gala. I think that was, was that the first place we ever met in person? Yeah, I think so. At the gala, yeah. right? Yeah. Did your, your... John's last gala, yeah. John's finale gala. That's yeah. how I started cooking up this whole idea. Was yeah. when we did that pa- we did a panel. I wonder if I can get the audio from that. Uh, I probably can. Well, that's right. You asked us to be on a panel. We did a panel at the 42nd NIAF Gallery right, in DC right, right. about the future leadership of the Italian American community. And I asked you guys, I asked Ro, I asked a couple of others, and it was a great panel. Packed room, a lot of excitement. Yeah, yeah it was. That was, it was a good time. conversation. And then we all got together a couple of weeks later when I came back and sat down in my old office and said, okay, this is kind of the idea, and it just sort of grew from there. Yeah, because I, re- I remember I met you when you had first, like, started at NIAF, and I, like, my dad and I drove to D.C. to, like, for, for a meeting I remember with that. you. Yeah. I, but then, and then I remember your first gala, and you were, like, the most stressed out I've ever seen you in your entire life. That was a low point for me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Not I fun. remember you were just walking around miserable <laughs> with, like, a folder of yeah. stuff, and then, like, I think he saw me coming, and I think he was like, oh, Jesus. I Christ. often <laughs> think when I first met you, because I, you know, Pat and I met Oh gosh, April 2009. So we just had our 10th anniversary of Woody. And and then, so then I met Rosella in 2012. I know Rosella more than you. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I remember Pat. Pat used to comment really intensely on uh, some cooking with Nona Close. (laughs) In particular, on one uh, about about, uh, Sopresata and how, like, I was definitely going to get sued by someone because. 
Like, you can't tell them to, like, not cook the soprasata, the meat's not cooked, someone's gonna hang it in the garage, someone's gonna get listeria. No, no, I've spent a lot. I've spent a lot of time researching. Kat gave me a lot of unsolicited (laughs) (laughs) via Facebook. Oh, yes! Know what it was? It was on botulism. Right. And listeria. Il professore. Exactly. No, it was about the amount of time... do we really want to go down this no. road? No. No, but it... But it but no, no, you know when I met you? I you remember, don't even remember. You were like 14. But I remember I remember meeting you several times. I don't remember the first time. I don't no, remember, I remember the first time, time I met you. You ate one of my cookies, though, that I was... I think at Nyaf, you ate one of the cookies that I was... Uh, at one of the expos. I remember when I met you. You were honored at the Center for Italian Time. So that was the first... But by and then... You were, at, you were at Steve Perel's table. Yes, but by and then that, you, were, you were already commenting... On all, like, it wasn't like listen, crazy. It's not that it's comic. You were sending me emails in all caps saying that I was going to kill you. <laughs> no, what I said you was. I don't think you should tell these stories because it's going to encourage people listening. Like, oh, that's a way to get. People <laughs> 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 no, this is my thing. Torture I said to all caps and you'll be her I said that when you teach people how to make supersad, people don't know what they're doing. There's such a high capacity for people to kill themselves that you should put a disclaimer it's a good point. it is a good point and then at the end he was like how are you I went to law school for this but I went to school for let's be friends so, in 10 years so <laughs> you know what see he I get protecting you already I was protected I said to myself someone's gonna make this not follow the instructions they're gonna hang it up they're gonna get killed and they're gonna sue this poor girl and that's, that's what I say sweet. no because I said to myself no but the two things I worry about is canning because I've spent a lot of time studying canning Canning and making dried sausage, if it's not done right, is serious. Oh, like sure. For instance, what's happening is some people make suprasad and sausage not using pink salt, which is a nitrated salt. And the u- reason why you use nitrated salt is it severely reduces, it re- rises the pH, I think, within the sausage. It makes it acidic enough, I think. Now, I, I, I'm just giving you, don't take, don't consult, consult a professional before you follow these instructions, but the height of the acidity lowers the chances of botulism because botulism actually comes from the Latin word for sausage. So really? that, yes. Anyway, so moving I, on from botulism. <laughs> but but I, it, say I remember saying that he, no, no, I said that he said this poor kid's going to get in trouble. See how I can? He loved you from the beginning. I loved you. I knew. You did. Knew. And, I, and I, love I would you like too. to say that in more. both of our stories though, really quickly before we move forward, John features as somebody who wanted to meet with us when he was at NIAF. And I think this is kind of can't be understated the importance of having forward thinking possibly even younger leadership but I'll, but I don't know that the age matters as much as the mentality in our organizations because what John saw in both Anthony and I and what we were doing is similar to what he saw in Rosella and what she's doing which is the future and and a medium that needed to be drawn in to a kind of very established uh, stuck in its ways in, in, in many respects, yeah. organization, and kind of move Italian Americans into into the modern times and the way things need to be done. So that's yeah, maybe that's a you. Definitely the conduit. <laughs> what I just said is what's going on right now. I mean, you were at the center of all these. You were the connector, the mm-hmm. great connector of everyone. That's what I wanted to be. I mean, you know, for those of you who have followed us for a long time, if you migrate over to our brand new website www.italianamericanpodcast.com I love our new website. website. Yeah, oh, remember the photo? They don't tell me anything. I know. Oh, don't we don't go. I hate those stupid pictures. Please don't but go. Do not go on the website. <laughs> no, it's I amazing. I love our new website. It's a little labor of love. And that was, you'll see, it is a project, we're going to talk a little bit about it, we might as well yeah, talk about sure. it now, but 
we wanted to give you some insight beyond like the professional CV about all of us because we right. are such a unique team together. And uh, Dolores and I had this vision for the website, for the photo shoot, what it was going to look like. And we started throwing around titles for everybody, you know, oh, yeah. the, the roles we play. For in, we wanted a section that said your hosts yeah. and then bios and a photo of each one of us so you could learn a little bit more about us. Yeah. And we thought it'd be fun to have kind of summed down this who more, we are in a word. I think it was more fun when we talked about sources. Botulism is more fun. And that's why we love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's boring, but like, now it goes, do you think, they much rather talk about sources. And, but they, I can guarantee, if we did a poll right now, they'd be like, just... Fist, forward, fist, <laughs> skip to the botulism. But when we did this, we were throwing around names, and I asked, I don't know if you came up with it or I came up with it or what, but you know, we, we kept trying to find the right name for everybody, and obviously past the professor. Yeah, that's like that's easy. Rosella, that was nice, thank you. Yeah, and Rosella's the chef, the cook, and I couldn't come up with one. And we finally settled on the professional Italian American because yeah. that's all I've ever wanted to be. It's like that connection to bring us all here. But the website is not only an avenue for us to share the show, a great way for people to find us, but it kind of, in our vision for the future, you know, we wanted it to feel like you could see into the energy of how we are together. So, that's really well said. I think that that's exactly right. We wanted to give uh, anybody who visits the site a visual to what is usually just audio. And you could see kind of how we how we interact and our our personalities and our personalities when we're all together. And I think that we really managed to do that. I think we did. I think yeah. we tried to just turn up the volume a little bit in the style. And you know, Dolores and I, um, I'll say Dolores and I a lot now and in the future of the show because we talk every day about what's coming up next and mm-hmm. sort of plan and everything. And um, when we set out to do this, the idea was like we really wanted something visually evocative and we kept coming back to this idea of a gathering uh, for an Italian American family community basically like celebrating a christening or something yes. like that like one of the old restaurants yes. and so no uh, that's really I never thought of it because they have these secret conversations I never I'm going to you something else you send emails I'm not allowed to read them like, <laughs> I'm treated like the kindergarten kid so I'm like can I read the emails like no we can't print them out now some other time I don't know. Maybe you're writing horrible. I have no idea what you're writing about me. I don't know what's happening now. They just take me in like a senile old Everyone's like, against you, Kai. No, but, I, no, against but, but you. I'm saying is, I think that the most brilliant thing that I've ever heard, you just said, this is a table at a christening. Yeah. That's because what the show should Because be. it's not like a wedding where you're having like rating cards, like yeah. the music, the food, the da, yeah. da, da, the cocktail hour. Look at her. She, she got this. She got that. She got great. She got old. She got fast. She lost weight. So it's kind of like a... It's not a major event. It's a kind of slow, you know, a minor yeah, event. A minor. We're just sitting around. Like, I saw you three, four months ago at somebody's kid's graduation. Exactly. You know, and now we're talking about, like, what's on sale at ShopRite. But it's an excuse to together. A, everybody's talking with each other. And the conversation's widespread. And that was what we went for. You're saying this was our, our, this was our vision for and the this, site. And this that's is kind of, the that's, that's kind of, but that's, that's, that's what we had in mind. Sometimes yeah. they, you guys, they, you drop an intellectual bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a creative bomb. Yeah, but you think yeah. about this because it's kind of a telematic christening table. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, and so we said like we, we started throwing yeah. around visual inspirations, and we wanted to sort of set it in like I guess like the late sixties ish, mm-hmm. but not really themey, but kind of odes to that. And 
Everybody picked out their clothes together, and we all got no, dressed up. Let's, let's correct that. I'm sorry. Everybody, I was giving him... Well, I don't want to do we, it. We Pat came in at gunpoint. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I didn't want to come Pat in. Pat wanted nothing to do Pat with Anthony, the, the opposite ends. Anthony's like, put me in whatever you want. It's so easy. We could have put him in like a, a costume. He would have been fine. He's just like, I'll be... No, he, hold on. Hold you on. You fought I fought it, and I'm going to tell you why I fought it, because I understood you afterwards. I sat there at a table at Belmonte... And I said, these people are effing nuts. <laughs> and then I said, no, they're not. They're entertainers. You all have within you an entertaining DNA. That's why the three of you hit it off. Like, you put John, <laughs> you put John and Roselle and Dolores together, they just like snap like Lego pieces. <laughs> yeah, you're, the odd, you're the odd Lego that doesn't fit with them. not fit at all. I'm the Lego piece you got to either throw and it just doesn't fit. I'm like, and because you got, no, because and it's but not an insult. Yeah, but you have a different, your aesthetic sense. And I don't, I say it's the highest compliment. Dolores has a background in professional singing, acting, correct? I wouldn't call my singing professional. All right, but. I have a professional background more in writing and editing. and. But you enjoyed acting. It comes I, I out. I enjoyed performing. You yes, enjoyed, I, stop, I we got performer one, bing. <laughs> and writing Rosella, is a Rosella, absolutely, because you love, you're on camera, you're a camera person. You've been acting, you come from a family of, of actors. And I think John as well likes to be MC. It's he gifts does. that you have. John never saw a mic he didn't want to hold. Right, yeah. but the <laughs> I, I, I confess. You, you love to stand on a soapbox and say what you want. It's there. It's there. What I'm saying is, you have a gift of being entertainers. Same, but you but get each other's art. I don't get it. You are so entertaining. You're that guy who is funny and, and adorable but and whatever, but don't, you don't think so. Yeah, but no, it's not that I don't think so. I don't. I, I learned a lot in the last couple of years about an aesthetic sense. And you guys have an aesthetic sense. You're born with it, right? So I defer to you, not as an insult. I defer to I you in trust. Saying. Because I know I don't know it, and I know you do. So I went there with gunpoint and cooperated you with You did not cooperate. The best I cooperate with any Eventually. You barely cooperate. No, I actually remember the moment that he's talking about. So here he is, kicking and screaming. Why do I have to do this? Is this is not the cause of Shem, right? And but then, not to mention, we had set up all these scenes, and everybody's going to have individual portraits. Right. Anthony went first. The, the woman, the photographer came back 30 seconds later. She's like, <laughs> I'm done. I'm like, what do you mean I'm done? She goes, I just got 25 pictures of Anthony. And I love you, Anthony. Uh, when you listen to this, it, every picture was like one degree <laughs> different than... It was like a stop motion. It was like, <laughs> Anthony is there. Boom. He is stable as a rock. And then Pat went. Pat, and Pat, like, refused... Like, he should take a picture. He would go, this is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> no, hold on. Give me credit. Stop. I had to understand it. Can I tell you? Go ahead. Can I explain right, it? And I remember, ahead. so here's Pat... Yes, all of these things, very difficult in the beginning, cranky, etc. It's the times when I'm like, I'm gonna keep a little distance between Pat and I, or we're gonna have a brother sister fight. So then, so we're like letting him do Dee, his thing. where's mommy? <laughs> where's mommy? And then at one point, about an hour or so into it, maybe even a little bit less, you looked at me and you go, I get it now. You're all actors. Correct. And I was like, he just got it. That, like, not that we're faking it. No, you're but performers. We're okay with being on mic. We're okay yeah. with being on mic. Because you don't take acting as an insult. You're an actor. Exactly. It's not what I'm trying to say is that it's I had to understand it to do the best I could to play ball because I didn't. Un- I, I have a problem when I don't understand things, and that's when I become more difficult than usual. <laughs> so I sat there, and I'm trying to figure this out. I'm like, but there was this, there was this chemistry between Dolores, Roselle, and John. And I'm like, they're getting each other, and I'm out of this. So... I got them. And now Fasano's an engineer. Yeah. 
That that's Fasano. Like here's the plan. Here's the yeah. map. You go step here. It's a, that's that's his name on the site. Right? The he's an engineer. Yeah. engineer, and it's an engineer mentality. So we hope you'll like visit. Our I was like, <laughs> if I go to hell, hell is going to be that photo well, shoot. I think, for all the, the, time. I think the, the what the photo shoot meant to me was kind of like a return to the time where we all wished we could have been present in. Dolores and I talk about that right. all the time. Like we're, we're very, we we really best, feel uh, a connection best. to that Dorothy Parker quote. I was born thirty years too late. Yeah, the best so, part of that photo shoot was your grandma's coffee pot. You could see that pot has been used consistently eighteen times a day for the last fifty years. <laughs> they were definitely all authentic oh, yeah. props. If you None sold that pot, if you that sold day. that pot. Well, Nona does sell a coffee pot right now. It's called the Dolce Vita Coffee Pot, but, um, ladies um, and gentlemen. So where is that available from? Order it on shoppingwithnona.com yeah. or at labottegadelanona.com. The fact that it was in that photo shoot made me really happy. And when we we finished multiple scenes, a lot of arguing, a lot of scrambling. I don't think that photographer would ever work with us again. <laughs> but where was she from? Bulgaria, something like that. I don't think she'll ever come back. But by the end, yeah, I did it. Being right. at the bar. <laughs> Yes. I, I, she had a voodoo doll. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this yeah. man? Is difficult. When <laughs> you find this man, get rid of this man. I hate this man. But we finish this it. man is the worst man I have ever had to take picture of. Remove him. Yeah, she was not loving you. <laughs> but, but by the and end, I was talking about Bulgaria. You were no, trying. I was best. trying. I was like, so how's Belgrade at this time of year? But, but by the end, to, to, to be together, like, having dessert at the bar, it was so. Much. Like it, we had like fake booze in the cup. Yeah, we did a fake. Oh, no, we had real booze in the cup. I don't remember. No, we had wine. We had wine. We had yeah, a, lot of, a lot of bottles. We had a lot Chianti. of bottles of Chianti. Yeah. But the, but to me the beauty of it was, the and if you go, were good. cookies were great. Cookies if were you good. go on the website, uh, ItalianAmericanPodcast.com. Take That's a look. Our new site. It started as a photo shoot that we wanted to express who we are, and we're just being together by the end, and that was the beauty of it for me. And so the only website. Uh, a lot of new resources to come. The blog comes back. The shop is there. Get ready to see a whole bunch of new merchandise in the shop. Uh, ways to wear your Italian American pride, your love of the show, your part. We have a shop. Yeah. See, I, I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. I hear they do all this stuff, yeah. and then they tell me we have a shop. All right, yeah. that's good to know. Can I buy stuff on the shop? You can. Yeah. People are gonna love the stuff in the shop. Yeah, we got a lot of great we'll designs stuff coming out. out. What do you think? They think I'm, I, I really you want to pick some stuff out? No, it's too much complication. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. the website is definitely somewhere you should go, and, and it says a lot about who we are, and it's a great memory for me. And yes, I, absolutely. It was a phenomenal They day. run this whole thing. They just call me. That's come it. in, we just, just feed you. You are the ringer. Feed them. The and I'm nice. Then, then, put food out. Then Doris like, all right, time for him to go now. Goodbye. <laughs> then I leave. But for me, it was a great memory. I want to talk about some other great memories that we've had here. So, Dolores, you're at the beginning of this thing. You are one of the one of the co-founders. You have any great memory from this? Not even necessarily from an episode, just a, a time where the show took you somewhere. Maybe it was with the guest. Maybe it was part of the process. Maybe it was uh, somewhere that you ended up because of the show. Well, I my immediate answer is some of the experiences that we've had. Um, some of the experiences that Anthony and I have had. For instance, we... We, we did mention this on episode 99, but uh, when we had Tony Reale on, he invited us to his studios in New York City, and we spent the day with him while he recorded his show, um, Around the Horn. And things like that will always stick in my mind as good memories, because it was like the fruit of your labor led to this really cool 
experience. I mean, kind of like the photo shoot was a similar one, right? Like all this hard work for years, Anthony and I had, you know, this one, it was nice, serviceable, basic website, but I always, the creative part of me, the artist, Anthony's engineer always wanted something a little more like what we have now. So those things like to know that you're, you're doing the work and you're being faithful and, and you're kind of trusting in the process lead to cool experiences like that. I don't know that I have any one right now besides like just that one um, with Tony Reale as like a representation yeah. of some of the cool experiences we've had. Does that uh, answer your question? Yeah, very much. I mean, you know, I think the that spirit behind any of this time together is so amazing. Like I, I think back to starting this power hour part of it and thinking like, okay, we're going to remember when I asked everybody to raise their hands like that went over like a sinking ship when I said after, oh, we, well. did, after <laughs> yeah. we did the first well, episode recording. together and then we started recording I'm like hey maybe we should raise our hands so we don't step on each other's toes and that lasted about 30 seconds and that was over I think what you got was mostly like mocked hand raises yeah I got a lot of yeah, like that sarcasm was, yeah but I I chalked that up to what I said from day one, which I say again, this is not fresh air. Yeah, this is not the Norwegian podcast. This is not the. That should be one of our T-shirts in the shop. This is, this not, is not, not the Norwegian. The Norwegian I would podcast. love to do a show with the Norwegians. If there's a Norwegian <laughs> podcast, that lasts about so thirty good. seconds. Would really they warm. throw us out? I did too polite for that. They'd probably just, sit, just sit there, there and say yeah. these people are crazy. Yeah, they would just like them. judge us. But it brings me to. Do they eat looked fish? Yes, it's nasty. Have what you had it? Lutefisk. It's a. It's they take this weird white fish and they bury it in lye. It's and I can eat oh. pretty much anything. Oh, like I like. Goodness. I can eat anything. I can yeah. eat guts. But what does it taste like? It tastes like soap and fish. It's really. I mean, they seem to love it though. They they gobble it up. It is not good. But I think it like. Let's well, go here, to Here's a perfect tangent. Food. We're talking about lutefisk, and I think what I want to share with the audience is you know a lot of times we sit here and record for hours. And we cut it down to an hour, an hour and a half, yeah. maybe an hour 45 or multiple shows. So I wanted to kind of share some of the best stuff that we cut out. I mean, we've got, I often think to Pat, uh, Pat did about 30 minutes on the history of the walnut in southern <laughs> Italy. And it's great. It's its own little show. It's like a mini show. And I think I'd like to start putting those out there. But for those of you out there who understand the love that goes into these things, when it's arguments, when it's talking over each other, when I can't get everybody to just sit down and start a show, here's a little compilation of our outtakes. Yeah, that's true. Otherwise, we'd be talking about nonsense like <laughs> walnuts and, and prosciutto. Walnuts are not nonsense. <laughs> that's true, you're right. They're not, 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 not Don't offend no, Pat. No, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. No. They're the antidote to pine nuts. <laughs> so this episode was stop, totally going to be stop. about an Italian American bucket list, but now it's going to be about no, walnuts. No, hold on, hold on. I'm not going to. Walnuts are a tremendous source of omega-3. Agreed. Right? Yeah. And Protein. if you take the gift, one of the many gifts that the south of Italy, I mean Italy, but I, I think, I think I don't, I don't want to be prejudicial. I would say the south of Italy probably more so is the Mediterranean diet. We've given that to the world. Mm-hmm. And walnuts are one of the pillars of the Mediterranean diet. Yep. And I think that's why I think that wal- that's why talking about walnuts, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> no. We enjoy them over here. I don't think here. this Mr. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's 7.23. I'm yeah. going to play moderator. We have seven more minutes to talk about death and mortality, and then we're talking about Christmas. And I Adam's was going to say, we got to go with this. It's got to die. No, yeah. this is a great. This no, is I don't want to be on this. Also, for five years, and maybe one new one comes out every year or so. Can I interject? Well, yeah. While John is saying this, Dolores is eating brazuto. <laughs> 
not making this up. Yeah. And when you hear her go silent, <laughs> and Bob alone, and dried sauces, and John talks, and then she gets another piece of Brazil. Oh, God. Yeah. I literally in the this film taking a bite when you said that. Right, absolutely. I've been Just swearing sorry. up and down. We're gonna do these things in a professional setting and not around tables. We, well, no, really, and it's not. We're not playing. We're not playing to the to the no, crowd. This is real. This is real. This is real. There's, I have walnuts in my plate, <laughs> chestnuts, coffee, apple butter. I don't know where that came. from. That's, <laughs> it's nice the American. The American. And that's classy upgrade. No, I, you know, <laughs> zoot with apple butter? Do we want to go down that road? Let me know how it is. Could be good. I don't know. Should I digress? Someone's going to flip out over that. <laughs> no, the best part that comes up. Hold on. I'm going to say this before you dismiss me. I get you. People dismiss everything I say. The most. <laughs> Such a lie. The greatest thing that comes from walnuts, besides walnuts, walnut liquor, walnut cookies, I want walnut all these cake. things right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, but the wood this of the walnut. This isn't going to work. The wood, wood. Furniture made from walnut wood. We need we, we need a, a whole pizza to special. be delivered. Okay. Yeah, a pizza with walnuts. You know, it's funny. Mm -mm. We we <laughs> I bring them up because Oh, Dolores' mom's pasta with walnuts and oh, anchovies. Okay, that was delicious. the best. That was pretty good. Campania, they, they listen, in Sicily is almonds. Campania is walnuts. Agreed. Well, because this show cannot. All right. <sighs> Ready? <clears throat> Yeah, Everybody's excited about this part. I gotta hire a moderator. I could have saw this. Can you pass me some castagna, please? Food coma. No, no, no. Yeah. I really thought you guys needed a lot more. I eat bacala too. I you eat the bacala too. Yeah. Nuts. Well, how much more do you want to eat? I eat the cheese. Yeah, we drank. We drank. We drank a lot And we drank a ton. Yeah, I've been here since eating since. Five o'clock. I ate half a sausage. Uh, like he was uh, back at the table, so we love that. A couple other people the, commented the too. Paul and Mark, yeah. But but think about it. Walnut has to be. I, I, I'm going. I'm just. I'm just jumping into this. But I feel confident to jump into this. Right. If somebody knows, you should let us know. But I think walnuts were probably the first nut in in Italy. Oh really? Because we say noge. Yeah. And noge is generic. Noge oh, is but walnut. is noge specifically walnut? Yeah, how else would you say it? Noge. Well, I don't know. I say no. I don't know. I just say noge. Noge is, is for every uh, is, no, no. no. The word noche like is uh, it, like correlates. It, it, it's nuts. It's Correct. the word for nuts. And how do you say walnut? Yeah, it's it's nuts and also walnut. That's why my. Right. That's why I think you walnut the is the first nut because every other nut. Has an adjective, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. One day. Almonds we know came with the Arabs, mm -hmm. uh, more or less, unless someone yeah, has. And that's facts, a totally right? different. That's Where did different. pine nuts come what about from? Hell. <laughs> uh, all right, let's start this. If show. you guys don't know, <laughs> that's a great point. That we Is anyone else hungry? I am. Yeah. <clears throat> We're good with that? We just started. We're about to start. I'm hungry. You know what I had for breakfast? What? I came up with this. It was really good. Guacamole. I made myself a little Mexican hot sauce on it. It was international. I had those, no, those Norwegian crackers that they sell in yeah. shop, right? And I put the guacamole on top. Just, just uh, what do you call the green thing? Avocado. Avocado with the Mexican hot sauce that my friend got from a monastery. Mm -hmm. Mix it up. Then you put the smoked wild salmon on top. That sounds mm. delicious. Oh, that sounds delicious. That sounds like a really nice, a very healthy breakfast. Too. Very healthy. That sounds fantastic. All right, now I'm hungry. Uh, all right, I'm gonna start.
Roll make us a uh, pizza. <laughs> Wish. Yeah, we need it. We need a real. I, I was about to grab the the truffle cheese. My friend came over. Ooh, I had I had some that. pecorino. I had some really good truffle cheese. She ate like a bite of it. I, it was wrapped up. But then I was, uh, you know, I had to put my eyebrows on on the train. So it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna do I didn't have room list. in the bag. But when I put the studio together, I'm gonna put a. If you take the Italian American dream house of the '60s, it's funny because before we started this podcast, we we're talking about Capo de Monte lambs. <laughs> Um, a, a subject that keeps coming back. <laughs> one thing... Well, it's Pat's favorite subject. <laughs> <laughs> Pat keeps bringing it up. <laughs> uh, we want to have a Capodimonte lamp contest so that we answer... <laughs> we have Italian-American old stock. So if you answer some questions, we're going to have a quiz show. <laughs> and we're going to give away like 1960s cheese curtains. All new. Not used stuff. All yeah. brand new in the boxes. That we're going to find in stores around the, the tri-state area. Ravioli makers from the 40s. Quando vai? Quando ne vai? Uh, okay. six, six thirty. Three twenty. Yeah. Hmm? All right. Yeah. yeah, we've been sitting here bull. Oh, Van Gogh hit my knee. Oh man. La vecchiaia. All right, are we recording? We, we're in here. Is yeah, we're recording. We're live. You okay? Don't, Drink. Don't die halfway through the show, please. There's no pinolis in that. No pinolis in that. Uh, all right. Let me take us back. I'll kind of show one thing. Oh boy. I would like to stop a show. <laughs> I would like to have a t shirt that says, There's no pinolis in my shop. <laughs> so when we open the store, that'll be in there. When we open the store, pinoli t shirts will be on. Sale. Oh, I also have t shirts. One's going to say, Quatre Yoni Tov Karaja My favorite. That's going to be your slogan. <sighs> I'm done. I know the video. Okay, I can't take um, it anymore. Definitely claims Rosella as. Uh, one of its best ambassadors. She is. I was whoa, almost. Whoa, 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 whoa. I you was are, almost Miss Puglia once. You were. You I, was, I was almost Miss Puglia once. You were Miss Puglia to us. You are Miss Puglia to us. I know. And, and, and that's. You will I always competed in Miss Puglia twice. I won neither of those times. <laughs> and this is the place we're going to talk about today, Puglia, which is one of the most beautiful. Unique recommendations. So don't write us nasty letters. Can I? Yeah. Can I? Yeah. yeah, I love a lot of this stuff. Can I jump in a minute? I mean, John and I have a, a love of books, and my family. Why am I not included <clears throat> in that? That's true. You're a huge. No, you are. But we, we've. That's not. not like no, no, trying no. to leave me Calm out. down. Calm down. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that John and I, for many years, long before we knew you, with all due respect, had a book exchange. So the Hall of Fame, well, Hall of Fame, one of my, Hall of Fame is one of my, Mananja, please. The Hall of Fame is one of my favorite places on the planet, and it's why I saved it to the, to the end. The last one I'll put. None of us have been there. Oh yeah, I know. So we can't let you talk. I ain't talking. Are you still saying shut up? The they beat me up. The, I'm gonna push. She's got to leave. Hold on. Yeah, she's another trouble. The last, <laughs> the last place on my list. Oh my gosh. The last Today we're going to talk about a topic that I... Like that show. No, I don't either. Go ahead. Uh, today we're going to... Sorry, John. That's right. Today's He's Pat. He's wearing one for me. I'm trying to... You always comes back to me. Uh, like everything... It was raining now. Yeah, it's not my fault. Because usually I'm well behaved. And I listen right. to John. Here Take go, John. five. Today we're going to talk about a topic that I'm really interested in because... Uh, not that long. Manaja. Today, everybody give me just a minute for this intro. Uh, today we're going to talk about a topic that I came up with. I, I could listen to 
those outtakes all day. Like whenever I edit down an episode, I it kill. I never throw the stuff out. I right. just save it because yeah. it kills me. I love. That's who we are. This is right. Us. You just crack up laughing. It listening. kills me. Yeah. Pat's tangents. Do you have? Oh, just, brilliant. You should do a show called Pat's tangents. Do I want tangents? No, seriously. I try to clarify. You, yeah, you do great. I'm not is that, is that. clarifications a tangent? Is uh, that what they call tangents? Uh, is, is that what you call clarifications in New York? Tangents? Maybe the Norwegians use that word. I don't know, but I, I, they're they're gems, no matter what. What, co- what constitutes a tangent? Like when you went into twenty minutes on history of the walnut. That's which, a tangent. Which they got a little sample of there. It was not the core message of the episode, certainly. Yeah, but it was a supporting... No, not for 20 minutes. <laughs> but it's good That's stuff. That's Don't stop. But you can walk away... Two sentence. Truly schooled on the one. Exactly. Exactly. And they're great stuff. I mean, this is... This That's is... why you could do whatever you want with that webpage. I ain't involved. That's right. what they wanted. <laughs> I love that you do that stuff. It's, and it's I just invaluable. Go away. Well, go Pat, back. you guys came in today, and we were all sitting here just talking for a little while, as we usually do before we start recording, and we were just talking, just being ourselves. And I think we were telling... Crazy stories we've heard of Italians and their lovers, right? And having affairs and stories that we can't actually tell on the podcast. And then we were talking some more and then Pat just goes, have you ever realized how all of our conversations are podcast episodes? <laughs> and uh, that's accurate, which is the that, mic rolling or not rolling. we have a podcast. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> another, an that's another t-shirt with, with, that's coming out with the new ones. Is that this is a whole other episode. This is a whole other episode. Because... <laughs> I mean, that is, it, he says it all the time. I say it a lot. I know we all do. This is how we really talk. Right. This, we it love is. this stuff. So, it is. you know, when we first said Yeah, but the beautiful this, thing is that because it's a tribal show, everybody gets it. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's why you couldn't, that's why Terry Gross is a PBS person. <laughs> that's absolutely right. And, and general American society. Is Outlander the right word? Outlier. Outlier. Outlier? Yeah. Are we? Maybe a little bit. In a good way, yeah. yeah. I think we're allowed. You know, somebody, see, they, they censor all the letters, so I can't read the letters. It's like being in the Soviet Union. <laughs> I know when the letters come in the red cross. I promise right you, Conrad, we'll, we'll show us any of the letters. I never got to read a letter. We I tell a, Pat what you guys write. Don't say it. That's not true. They're going to think I never they got, I never got. I never saw a letter. I've never seen a letter. But they keep it from me. I don't question. I just well, do we have to delicately balance you. That's yes, why. that's true. Are some of the letters bad? <laughs> oh, mama me. I'll tell you what. I, I, no, are they really serious? Sometimes we get a, an occasional negative email yeah but what is it what is it based on it depends some people will tell us what we know which is the audio is a little the audio is a little wonky which we're working we're work on, on that, we're always right? working studio, on what, studio should be done soon but what do they what I'll tell you what it's a great time to talk there? about what we just did a couple weeks ago because we've been going back and forth on this a lot we we sat down the four of us with Rudy Giuliani for two and a half hours and we put that episode out and before people even listened we got a lot of heat because yep. he's a controversial yeah. figure, and even amongst ourselves, look, we're, we're we're learning the ropes as we do this. I was of the mindset that people would listen first and judge later, and that we wanted to bring on as many substantial Italian American names as we could. Right, sure. And maybe that's not the case, but like, yeah, we we took a lot of heat for that. And and, and look, it's open to the audience. If you're listening to this one, you're not somebody who tossed us out uh, immediately upon the release of that episode. So, you know, let us know what you think. I, I mean. We're not endorsing anybody. We're we're just trying to we're, dig. We're up. painfully aware and conscious of not endorsing anybody. Yeah. And anyone who listened to the show can kind of 
No. Which would have been nice. I mean, we, we just had, had a conversation. conversation. We had Italian-American. And everybody yeah. beats, you know, but like, can I be honest with you? Yeah, of course. But they, if, if you don't want to listen, don't listen. Hang up. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, the you norm. Can't, that's not what people do, though. That's right. Yeah. Sure, but I'm saying, but I'm trying to say is that. That's what you would do. That's what I would do. My make. thing is this. We're living in a time when civil discourse has been trampled. Agreed. Right? So you have to be able to talk to people you agree with and you disagree with. And, and if all people have intrinsic value, then, then you can get a kernel of something from everyone. I mean, not, not that we're trying to get preachy, quote-unquote, soapbox about this, but I just worry about when we just can't yeah, have of open discussions. Well, we, we could tell that most of the, the negative feedback we got were from people who didn't listen to the show because we have a mailing list. Um, if you're not subscribed, please visit ItalianOregonPodcast.com and join our mailing list. And we send out an email every time we publish a new show. And you can see, let's say we sent the email out at 1.05 p.m. These negative emails came back at like 1.07, right. 1.10. Not, not time, enough time for not people enough to time listen for an to hour an episode. And a half episode. So I'm not going to say that we were surprised because even though this show is not about politics, but we're aware of what's going on in the country. We know Giuliani was a, a polarizing figure, but we kind of wanted to present him past and through that and just talk to another Italian-American like we've done for 98 I, I think other it's episodes it's, it's, about it's, our so heritage. by that because it's like if it was this, if it was a Latino-American, if it was an African-American, like whatever they do doesn't take away their their heritage. Yeah. Or, right. Rudy Giuliani went off and talked about how he basically banned fireworks in New York. I know Italian-Americans in Brooklyn who loved him up until that moment and then he became public enemy number one. Because they couldn't shoot off fireworks for the peace and the processions and literally and stuff like that. To me, that's an Italian-American who was dealing with a non-Italian-American issue that became an Italian-American. I mean, there's so much you can take out of that. Yeah. And we never had that opportunity. But the guts of what he talked about were that he, he, he tried to find just Waldo Avellino, where his yeah. grandparents were from. And, and he couldn't find it. And it was a funny story. And he, got, he was just a person. We talked to him but, you know, every, everybody, as Rudy the person and not as, you know, uh, the lawyer for President Trump or anything like that. It, it really bothered me that people just made this assumption about us as a, as a podcast, as individuals. We must have been taking this political stance. It was... Did we get? But did we get that in emails? It was yeah. a political. Statement. I got it in a ton of comments. People yeah. did not appreciate me doing anything that they basically said, like to get back in the kitchen <laughs> and to not come Lovely. out of the kitchen and talk about anything that doesn't. How insulting! Yeah, it was. It was very insulting. But I just looked at it as, why can Barbara Walters and Connie Chung and Tom Brokoff, why can they interview all yeah, these people? I, I would have, I would and nobody been... assumes that just because they, they, they sit and have a discussion with someone, exactly. that they are aligned with those All right, yeah. can I jump in? And I, Hold on, let me just say this. I'm thinking now about what Rose said. And if you're out there, this is what upset us. We feel we know you, though we've never met you. And we have hoped over the course of these episodes that you've got to know us enough and trust us enough that you would have listened to the episode before you made a judgment. That's what got, our, got us upset because we're in this together. Just take the walk with us. You may disagree with us afterwards, but just listen. Yeah. But most people saw, saw photographs and got very upset. People were very upset. That, that How could you even take a picture with him, next to him? How could you have sat in a room and listened to him? It, it was just this intolerance. Yeah. And I use the word intolerance because that's exactly what it was from people that say that this person stands for intolerance when, when it's like you're just 
you can't even tolerate that we have yeah, a we're, conversation. We're, we're, all, we're always going to have people on that we may not agree with. Yeah. Or that one of us may have a problem with. Where does civil discourse come into this? I mean, look, I was very adamant about the idea, like after this all happened, you know, obviously Dolores and I got on the phone. And I said, look, you know, if you're from one side of the aisle and Rudy Giuliani's enemy number one, the, on the other side of the aisle, Nancy Pelosi might be enemy number one. Or Bill de Blasio. And we wouldn't want you to walk either. Uh, yeah, and, we, and, if, and, and if Nancy Pelosi sets off your rockets, or you know, uh, Bill de Blasio, or or somebody on the left of politics sets your rockets off, and we had them on the show, we may not personally some of us agree with them, some of us may agree with them, but we'd hope everybody would listen because we have them here for a reason. And, and they're not here to talk about politics; right. they're here to talk about their heritage. And and look, prominent. And you don't even know it. We might have people in here who didn't agree with Giuliani. We all agreed with Giuliani. We all didn't agree with Giuliani. Yeah, we don't put our. Politics but that wasn't that videos. wasn't that's that's not what it was. Yeah, and at we're least we're speaking to people from the place that they sat at the same table that we sat at growing up on Sunday dinner, and then memories of their heritage and stuff. It's not about what they want to do about healthcare no. or uh, or. But even if they do, there's plenty of shows that cover that. We're doing something else. But exactly. people think you, you have this person on, it must be a, a conversation about this. Let me ask you another not. question. It, it's a great point. It brings me to another topic here. Look, we want to be substantial, and we want to serve this community by preserving stories, having important conversations, bringing the Italian-American lens to those of us who are accomplished with world renown or unknown, and, and sharing the collective story of who we are. So it'd be hard-pressed short of somebody who's been convicted of murder or some other heinous crime, to find somebody that I wouldn't personally want to have on this show to talk to, whether I agree with them or not. So if you're out there and you're a, a notable Italian-American, we would love to have you on. I mean, from, from the top to the bottom, from every part of the spectrum. And, and that brings me back to something I really wanted to do here. You know, when we started this, and it speaks to how much we love each other, the original intent was like, okay, we're going to do this power hour, and we're going to have a rotating panel, and we'll bring celebrity guest hosts, and this and that. And we've enjoyed the magic between the five of us, or some version of the five of us, so much that we never really did that. But on the podcast, there's been a lot of amazing celebrity guests, and you know, names that are in the in the stratosphere of the Italian American universe, people that are our friends. The Mike Piazzas and the Lena Primas and Tony Rialli and Adriana Trajani and I mean the list goes on and on and on. Lydia Bestianich, some amazing names. We also have some people out there who are rooting for us. So we got a couple of messages from some of our more recognizable uh, friends out there, and we wanted to make sure we celebrated the hundredth and they celebrated with us and shared them with you. So uh, here's some names you might recognize joining in to celebrate the hundredth episode. What's going on, everybody? It is Ryan Archidiacono here, and I want to congratulate the original Italian-American podcast on celebrating their 100th episode. As a proud uh, fellow Italian-American, I'm very happy for you guys to be doing so well with your podcast. I want to congratulate you and wish you the best of luck on another 100 episodes. Ciao tutti. Sono Roberto Davi. I want to congratulate all of you now at the Italian-American podcast for having the 100th Italian-American podcast. Congratulations for what you're doing for the Italian-American community. It's so important to uh, maintain a tradition to our roots while integrating and assimilating to America. Keep spreading the culture. I am Robert Davi. I'm an actor, singer, director. 
Um, I'm proud to be an Italian-American. It's a great heritage. God bless all of you, and keep going. Here's to the next hundred. Ciao. Hey, everybody, listening to the original Italian-American podcast. This is Joey Fatone here, and, of course, I want to congratulate them on their 100th episode uh, for today, obviously. So congratulations to you guys uh, from one Italian to another. Um, I know that it's not an easy feat to do 100 episodes. I'm still not even there yet. I just started a podcast called Two Cups of Joe. I think I'm in, like, I think 15 episodes. So I got a long ways to go to catch up with you guys, but congratulations for the original Italian-American podcast. All the best, like I said, from one Italian to another. Congrats. Ciao, ciao. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Brian Scalabrini, a.k.a. The White Mamba, and uh, just want to congratulate the original Italian-American podcast for their 100th episode. That is absolutely what's up. You guys have been going strong. Appreciate what you guys do. Keep on listening, everybody. It is the best Italian-American podcast on the market for Brian Scalabrini, The White Mamba, also known as The Italian Scallion I'm out of here, but guys, keep up the good work. Can't wait till you guys hit number 1,000. Hello, I'm Ruth Buzzy. Remember me? Rowan and Martin's laughing, the Dean Martin roast, Screech's mom on Saved by the Bell, several characters on Sesame Street, Lost Saucer with Jim Neighbors, and lots of other TV shows and movies over the years. I starred in or guested on more than 300 shows in my half century on television. And my most recent job was a Netflix special just last month. I was nominated for five Emmy Awards and went home with a Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actress on Television. I'm proud to be an Italian-American. My father, Angelo Buzzi, was a famous stone sculptor who came across the Atlantic speaking only Italian at the age of 13. America is the land of opportunity, and what a wonderful contribution we Italians have made over the years. And all the wonderful people at the Italian American Podcast, congratulations on your 100th episode, and keep up the good work. I think this calls for a little Italian music. <laughs> My love won't wait. Oh, so don't hesitate. Salami and gnocchis too. Oh, so Italian stew. It's great to hear those voices and people out there that are rooting for the show. And uh, if you're out there, we'd love to have your well wishes too. So uh, send us a message as we get ready to gear up for the 101st episode and beyond, because there's a lot more to come at the Italian American Podcast. And, and speaking of a lot more to come, I kind of wanted to share a little bit with everybody out there what what is to come, how we yeah, envision I was this the same thing. being a little different. Because you know, there's there's a new website and a new logo and a new look and new T-shirts and things, but the changes are going to come over the course of time as we move this project forward. Uh, but I did want to share a little bit about like what is to come structurally and also kind of our our goals with this and the things we'd like to do. So you're going to start getting uh, a show every week. Consistency's always been a goal, and here we are to do it. So 
one of the things that that affords us is the chance to be a little bit more time sensitive in how we handle topics and to talk about the community, Italy, what's going on for the Italian Americans as it happens, and to be a little bit more uh, engaged in where our community is going over the course of time. You know, these issues that come up around Columbus Day or the uh, apology in New Orleans around the lynching and these kind of things, because we're recording in such scattered times, we don't get to talk about them, but now we will. We'll have our new studio. We'll have a central place where we can do this, so the sound quality will finally be what you guys out there deserve. Um, I love that idea, that we can sort of be a little bit more present for people on a regular yeah, basis, too. on a weekly basis. And, you know, we were driving here today, Rosella and I, and Ro pointed out, the perfect timing, talking about present, Today, as we record, today is July 9th, July 9th, 2019, and what did you point out to me as we met this morning? 13 years ago today, Italy won the World Cup, and I think it's it, it was such an awesome thing for me to see this morning scrolling through Instagram, um, because for Italian-Americans, this day, it, it's, it's up there with all, with some of the greatest things that have ever happened. And when Italy won the World Cup, you know exactly where you were at that moment. That was a huge day. That was like a stellar day. I remember that so vividly. It's amazing to think of 13 years ago today. That I know, We were right? celebrating that, yeah. And I was, I was, I was in Italy with my family. And so I, I, I often think I actually missed out because I feel like the celebrations in Italian America... It was like the neighborhoods suddenly transformed into 20, 30 years. It was like, mm. where were all these Italians hiding? Yeah. There's flags <laughs> everywhere, parades. At, my friend uh, from Queens told me that somebody in his neighborhood had a donkey and brought out a donkey and started giving donkey rides. And I, <laughs> oh that means they were keeping a donkey. They didn't, they didn't rent that donkey waiting for the potential victory, but like... The neighborhoods became villages. That's great. I'm Absolutely. so excited to get to bring out the donkey. Like, that, that was like a last... It was a transition time because... It, it was more then than now. Yeah. I remember people... What was more then than now? Because I remember people driving up... North North was still Italian enough then that there was enough of Italian businesses and cafes that people were driving around beeping horns. And there, there would be no one there to do that today. There wouldn't be anyone to do it or anyone to hear it. So I'm just trying to say, like, if you ask me, you know, East Rutherford, people were driving around East Rutherford beeping horns and stuff like that. And today that would still have some currency. But I guess it's, it's just... I don't know. It's kind of like a. It was kind of like a moment in time. You, you were experiencing it and thinking, yes. "This is a moment in time." Well, like, where were you when that happened? Italia two thousand had a picnic. At the Italia two thousand club, and we were at the picnic, and somebody somehow got their hands on a big, huge TV, and I watched it there with the Italia two thousand club. Must be. And what great. happened when they won? A lot of old Italian people started to jump up and down, <laughs> and scream and yell, and people got in their cars and drove around and beat horns and. Mm-hmm. We're driving around with Italian flags out of there. But I mean, that's North Jersey. I'm sure if you were like in, I don't know, Utah, that may not have been your experience. Right. But I, that's kind of interesting. I wonder for people who weren't in areas that were so Italian, if they really, if it's a blip on their screen. Yeah, I wonder. Where were you, Dolores? So I'm going to, my story is like, Pat was starting to touch on what I remember of that day. Um, when was the forgive me, I mean, you know, crucify me in my Italianica. But when was the time before that that they won? 82. 82. Because I was, I was... It was 25 years, right? Yeah. I remember the posters. I was a little kid. Yeah, yeah. I was a baby. 82. Mm-hmm. How yeah. do I remember this so well? I they were up 
94, they were... They 94, they, they got slaughtered by Brazil. Yeah, that was brutal. No, they were up again. 94 wasn't the only year. They no, went to the final in 94. 82. Yeah, they went 82. 94. The last time they won was 82. Yeah, yeah. 82. So the last time they won was 82, but was there another final besides 94? I don't think so. Did the Germans win in 86? I don't remember. The two games I remember were 94 and 2006. Like, the two games, that, the big two games. It I must remember. have been 94 then, because 82... Well, here's my story. When, on this day 13 years ago, we were down the shore, my family and I. And I remember my father sitting on the couch, one arma, and he was so, it was, okay, it was such a contrast from the last time I remember there was, the Italy was in the World Cup, because I should start there, because that time we were here, and we were at my parents' house, I should say, and my father brought the television out on the back porch, <laughs> and there was all of these Italian men who came over, most of which are either very old right now or passed away. And it was a lot of beer and wine and food and like a lot of excitement. And I remember that very vividly. And then in contrast to 13 years ago, we were down the shore. It was you know, me and my siblings. My sister probably had a few of her, uh, my nephews by then, or a couple of them. And my, it was my father, I remember looking at him thinking he was so painfully alone <laughs> because... Aww. He was that's huge, it. yeah. And that's huge. And everybody, when you think about yeah, it. and everybody around him, you know, I of course, because that's how I am, was watching it with him. But my brothers have never been terribly into any kind of sports except like playing them, yes. But they were not big like spectator. Si- spectator sports people. And then the young nephews were little, and soccer's not their thing. And my father, I feel like, was trying to import the importance of this moment. Upon a very Aww. American family, and I remember when they won, he he picked up his his like sandals and like threw them in the air <laughs> and Aww. was like screaming. That's his fireworks. We were all cheering with him, but it was just something was missing almost for him, and I remember feeling bad for him. Yeah, I think I think uh, your community <laughs> is such a tremendous part of that of that experience, yeah. especially around that 2006. Because I remember the qualifying match. For the the final was on the fourth of July, which was my birthday, and we were at my mother my mother's friend Antoinette's house. Who like, long story short, Antoinette won the lottery. She had this big house in Jersey. She would have these crazy pool parties. So it was like two hundred Sicilians just dancing in the rain because Italy won that qualifying <laughs> match. It was it was complete mayhem. And then on the day of World Cup, we watched the game at my Dia Rosa's house on 20th Avenue so we could be close to the action if Italy won. And I just remember, you know, my, my, my forearms sticking to her plastic tablecloth and she had this turn dial television and all of a sudden they won. Everybody, like the entire block of 70th Street just started pouring down their stoop, down the steps of their stoop, making their way towards 18th Avenue. You come up 18th Avenue, illegal bandstands are being constructed. <laughs> I mean, Cafe Italia was the last Italian cafe there. There's a guy on the roof. They're springing champagne everywhere. They're, they're, they're holding the fake, uh, the fake World Cups like it's the Lion King. 
there's a there's a casket going up and down 18th they Avenue. They love those caskets when they beat somebody. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the fake funeral. Yes. Oh my goodness! It was, it was just the Asian people had their faces painted with the Italian flag. <laughs> it was it's contagious. It was just everywhere. You couldn't escape it. It was complete pandemonium. Like Litaliano was blasting through the air. It was a collective neighborhood fist pump, and I had not seen it like that in forever. It was for that for those few hours, the neighborhood was back. I think Drew was in Little Italy. Oh, that must be crazy. Not even on purpose. Like story he tells it. Very I well. remember driving around North Jersey, and I said to myself, "When are we going to see this again, people?" Because I don't think people do that anymore. Like beep the horns in the car. I, I mean, drive up and down with the foot. Not that the Azzurri have done much to test that theory for us. Well, I, it's like we knew it was the last time for a long time. Yeah, we, that, that was a safe bet. You were like this lightning <laughs> I, in a bottle. I, I also wonder. I think sometimes maybe we're criticized for being New York centric, but that's what we are. New York, yeah. New Jersey. Um, but I wonder what it was like for people who were not in an area like where we are. Well, if you're out there listening and you were. Uh, celebrating on that day along with all of us, send us a note. Let us know what that was like because for me, soccer was not like a sport you play. It was my grandfather watching the Italian team. And and, mm-hmm. and my grandfather, who was from Italy, but came over as a young kid, you know, he, he taught us all sports. We watched baseball together, football, basketball. He was a sports fanatic. The only time he put on soccer was the World Cup. And I remember, I don't know how he got box loads. I think I know how he got box loads off the truck of Italian gear in 1990 when the World Cup was in Italy and in 94 when they came here we had we still had my brother and I were just exchanging pictures the other day a little soccer head oh we had everything hats, shirts sweatsuits scarves and my grandfather just handed them out around the neighborhood like everybody was dolled up in the best Adidas gear (laughs) and it's just how I related to watching it with him and he wasn't around for the 2006 uh, Cup but I remember very much thinking of him on that day. And, yeah, I'm interested because I find a lot of Italian-Americans root for the Italian team. Like myself, you know, I'm always happy to see the American team win. I'm very proud of being American. But soccer and Italy were kind of intrinsically tied. I'm of that generation where soccer wasn't big in the U.S. yet. So, for me, soccer was the, was the Azzurri in, in, in their blue jerseys. And, I'd know. also like to note that this conversation... Is a tangent. <laughs> check mark. Okay. Thank you. That's the definition. But when, no, 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 no. It's, so, it's only a tangent when it comes out of my mouth. It is, in fact, a tangent, and I started it, and I apologize. But <laughs> we wanted you to know what to expect <laughs> in the new format, and tangents are going to be there because that's how we are. But truth is, you will be hearing uh, a lot of the what we call sort of Dolores and Anthony style shows with guests and interviews and story segments. The difference is you'll get a variety of who's hosting those now between the five of us. And then you're going to get a lot of power hour type episodes where we're all together or some of the other ones we've piloted, like being on location, these adventures in Italian America, um, or, or something new and something out there. You know, we always discuss the kind of ideals and what we'd like to go after and where we'd like to record from and restaurants and places. And there's just a lot of stuff that we want to do because we all share a passion for this. And so now uh, in this new format with this new uh, support and structure behind us and a little bit of a team that we've assembled off the microphone uh, to support us, you're going to be able to see a lot more resources put towards this and a lot more, um, a lot of new avenues for us to explore our passion for this culture. Yeah, because you can do a lot more as a team than, you know, just the two of us. 
Uh, I remember always feeling that it was great to have Anthony because it's, it's so much work to do it alone. And so expanding that even more so and having, you know, several partners and, and a larger team is, is really great. Not only do you get this influx of different ideas, but first of all, it makes everything a lot more fun because you're just getting together with your friends. And um, also, it's just manpower and bandwidth and networks. And, and this topic begs to be spoken about like this. I mean, you can go on and talk about being Italian-American, but then it becomes like a lesson. And yes, you want to be educational and informative, but you also want to have your passion and, and personality and your, and your genuine love for this come through. And that just happens so much better when we're all together. I mean, that, that's... that's you know, I've, mm-hmm. I know I've done a couple of episodes where it's just been me or I've been out like with Lena in New Orleans or um, a couple of guests and things. And, you know, they're, they're fun to do. And I, I love getting those stories out there uh, in the world. But the truth is, it's just a lot more fun to, to we're, have. We're gregarious culture. Yeah, we are a gregarious culture. We're, we're, look, that's I listened to the 99th episode when it came out the other day. And, like, that's what it kind of boiled down to for me. That's kind of the crux of this whole thing. We're a culture that appreciates the tribe we may argue we may bicker we may hate the town next to us but we we do better together we are great at being social beasts so humanity is all about a world where you interact with one another and you grow with one another and you thrive off of one another and our culture's done that forever it may be as small as the family unit or the comune and the town around you but we're really good at being human beings i say it all the time and uh I remember my dad telling me when I was a little kid, one times one always equals one. You know, you can't be a real human by yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's what our culture is, and that's what this show is about. Why do people tune into Healing? I think people tune into Healing just because they're part of this. That's the beauty of it. And it's a great place for us to sign off for this episode because you can't do these things alone. And it's great for us to have the fivesome here, but it's also all of you out there. First of all, on behalf of everybody here, I don't feel worthy to be the one to say this because I haven't been here from the beginning, but I am the professional Italian-American, so I'll do it. Um, thank you to the audience that's been here since day one. Thank you to those of you who have joined over time. Thank you to those of you who have shared this show with people and this project. Thank you to those who subscribe subscribed to the show, who've reviewed the show on iTunes. Uh, those who have supported what we do have come out and met us, and, and frankly, most importantly, a big thanks to all of our neighbors out in the new neighborhood. We have all now become very, very active in there. It's a great venue. If you haven't already, it's an opportunity to support what we're doing. Sign up and join. It's on the website under membership. And the truth of the matter is, I would love to name everybody individually, but there's so many out there. We've met some of you. We've enjoyed conversations digitally and remotely with many of you. And uh, thank you all for supporting this show and for talking to us and making us feel great about having uh, having friends that, that we've yet to meet. Here's to oh, 100 more. Here's to 100 more. Ching, ching. It's all here. Yeah. Excited, Pat. You Do we know cue who you are. Bob Pope's thanks for the memories right now. <laughs> we're good. Do we have an Italian version? Yeah. You no, Molay's. <laughs> Molay's the version. Enough. Can you do thanks for the... Enough. <laughs> Boston, Thanks for Boston. the memory. Come on, try. Give it a shot. Patrick. <laughs> We're going to have the world is single. You write the words. We'll rewrite it. We'll do a Molaise. We'll do it now. Oh, of things I can't forget. Journeys on a jet. Our wondrous week 
in Martinique and Vegas and Roulette, how lucky I was. And thanks for the memory of summers by the sea.